0: Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender at Blender HD. Go to follow me on Twitter. And it's Monday, Monday, May 16th. And you know what we do on Mondays? It's Mondays with McCool. James McCool joins me, the co author with me on the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports. It's a 15 hour audio DFS masterclass you can pick up at TheoryOfDFS.com. But before we Get to James, make sure you give those thummy thumbs. Give me the thummy thumbs. You know, I like the hitting the like button, hitting the, hit, hit whatever, hit whatever you want. Good morning, real life pitcher. Good morning, Suki Singh. Good morning, Peter Viles, the hub bros here and Nerdy Tenors here and Zach Hobbs and Matt Mears. Matt Mears, I got your email. Glad to hear he He uh, binked the mini Max yeah. solo yeah. in MMA, oh. uh, with with the with the lineup that that actually got was tied uh, what five ways in the main GPP it wasn't the nuts actually no one had the nuts right the second nuts won uh, in both contests but the mini max I could even go here like we we have the mini max up here right why not show 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 it off right is is this is this you is this is this what it is this what it is Span Petrosky, Johnson Arroyo it, no 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 this a secondary mini max. He showed me a lineup that that won like, like five five eighty right? So was this the nuts? It was a forty seven nine lineup, Yeah, So the Minimax had the nuts in it, right? It was a lineup that left twenty one hundred on the table. I could have sworn he, he showed, or maybe it was a secondary con, con, contest or something. Show me first play. Oh, it's a smaller one. He says it in chat. Okay, the smaller mini max. Ah, uh, so yeah, so we got we don't we don't have that here, but. Uh, I had, I had the second nuts. I had the third nuts, which came in second place, tied six ways. And I had the, the nuts with Alexander Rakic from the main event if he scored over Petroski. Uh, I would have tied seven ways for like $21,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, in the third round, uh, Alexander Rakic got uh, a leg injury and fell down, and he was done. So all the hopes and dreams, you know, went away right there. I made money anyway, Right. You take a look at my exposures. I was like way over. Like other than Petrovsky, essentially, I was over on everyone that won. So like this is this this is a chart on how how you could take hundred entries and 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 be profitable. But you have to be pretty much uh, if you can't win a lot unless you're perfect. And even if you're almost everything gets right, you're barely making money, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? So I'm way over on Torres, way over on Tyra. Michael Johnson, Nassimento, Arroyo, uh, Ryan Spann, right? Everything. Nope, no, doesn't matter. Petrosky, I barely. I mean, I had him in like five lineups, and he he was the biggest underdog on the slate, and he beat the biggest favorite on the slate, and uh, he didn't score that many points. That's why, like, he almost didn't make the the optimal lineup. But yeah. This this is how you this is this is how you make money in DFS. You have to get everything right, and then you'll barely make a profit right? because <laughs> you have to get it perfect right in order in order to win first place uh but but that was fine so congratulations to matt mears uh so james uh you, what, what did you do over the
1: weekend? weekend what did i do uh we went so to the I mean, I mean, talk about mma with you but you don't play mma DFS. right i need to start playing mma and just having you no know, i've been so busy with other things um and, and most of what I've been busy with is like trying to go out with family on the weekends because like, you know, having a one-year-old, you want to go out and, and let him experience some things. So we went to uh, the Strawberry Festival this weekend, which was, uh, it sounds adorable, right? Like the Strawberry Festival just sounds like cute. There's strawberries everywhere. There's people in straw hats. There's farmers overalls. Sounds like a great time. It was not a great time. So what it actually ended up being was a lot of different like food vendors and uh, just like clothing vendors on a hot asphalt in the middle of the street in a town that is not big enough to hold something called the strawberry festival. So where were the strawberries? Uh, that there were apparently strawberries in the morning. They sold out by the time we got there. So hey, there you wasn't call it a festival? Strawberry. You
0: might as well just call it an early morning strawberry sale with some other stuff.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was a bummer. So, like, we got there. It was supposed to rain. It was supposed to rain at, like, 1 p.m. We got there at 1230. Uh, And there was not a, a cloud in the sky. It's 85 degrees. And you know how it is down in Tennessee. You know, 85 degrees feels like 90 at least. And then you're on the asphalt. And then there's those generators. And it's, like, 100 degrees. And then me and Damascus cannot handle that. So, we had to leave after, like, two hours. We were all overheating. It was not... It's not that great of a time, but then we got some pizza. That was good. Headed home. I didn't do too much outside of that. Um, played some baseball DFS, of course. Um was a little bit tilted by a couple different things with that. Uh, can never guess when the right ball is going to be used. So, you know, you get slates like yesterday, where if you score two home runs in your lineup, you're cashing and like every single pitcher scores 20 fantasy points. Or, uh, you know, you have other slates where you need literally every single home run out of like 12 uh, to end up caching. So, um, well, a little bit up and down, but I did have a cool idea for a new baseball model to be built this week. So I'm going to be kind of working on that. And the new stats that I introduced into the models have been performing really, really well. I've been posting the, uh, the results overall in the Discord uh, so that people can like kind of look and see where, they should be attacking based on that new metric. So that's all cool. What's the um, metric. I it's true average. So I, I've been put as true. Oh, year. everything
0: everything else is a fake average. every, every yeah, all everything the other else stats are fake. fake so what what exactly, what's yeah. true average
1: then? Well I explained it last week. So it's uh it's aiming to normalize Babip and uh, left on base rate for pitchers so that we can get an idea of what they would be if they weren't getting Lucky, right? So, like, obviously, left-on-base rate and BABIP are not the only things that are contributed luck, and they are not all luck themselves. There are some other things go into it, like how good your infield defense is. Uh, some pitchers can control their BABIP a little bit better. Like Kyle Hendricks has always had a BABIP underneath his average, uh, just because he's good at controlling that kind of stuff. But um, I just aimed to kind of normalize those things in the same way that I normalize home run rates. And it's, it's been really promising. It's been really strong so far. So um, over the last probably week and a half, it's been performing well. It looked really good over last year's sample as well when I applied it to that. So really happy about that and, uh, and that addition in the models.
0: Uh, I have a question for you that's not related to this, but sort of related to this, only because I saw a conversation on Twitter it wasn't in the DFS space. It was actually in like, like between some wrestling people that watch mm-hmm. baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought, I thought it was ludicrous. I thought it was ludicrous. Uh, yeah. Well, I agreed with well, I agreed with the one person that said, that said that the take the take, if you want to call it. Sure. And then people argue against him. I'm like, you you people are, are, are lunatics. Uh, do you think Yadi Molina is a lock for the hall of fame? Mm. Yeah, that you're. Yeah, the fact that you didn't answer immediately means that you're crazy.
1: I think. Well, no, I I'm like eighty percent leaning yes. I'm trying to think of other catchers that are also like Hall of Fame guys. Um. Yeah, I'd say yes. I'd say yes. Because the are because the
0: arguments against him is that he's not uh offensively prolific enough.
1: Yeah, but I mean he's he's been incredible in basically every other countable metric measure of a catcher forever he's insanely good right he he
0: i i think he he ranks one of the top five all time in drs defensive runs yeah but like like as far as a cat like like his like you can't go by like war for like defensive ability but that's like the that's like the defensive version of of yeah you know wins against replacement like he he Uh, out of like he's like all time like second out of all catchers ever to uh be to prevent more runs than the average catcher
1: yeah yeah he's and and like his defensive capabilities and his longevity i mean there's a lot of catchers that just kind of like fall apart and i think that most of the time i think that longevity is kind of whatever for hall of fame stuff but i think for catchers i think it does legitimately matter because their bodies take a beating and um in order to stay as uh as relevant and strong defensively as he has through his entire career he's he's been incredible yeah i, I think he is.
0: right because i mean i like you could just bring it up and like what like uh where where he's what 10-time all-star two-time world series champion nine-time gold glove award four-time black platinum glove award silver slugger Bruno Clemente award six-time fielding bible award i mean he has 2,100 hits, 173 home runs, played for one team for 19 years. I mean, like, how? how, how is he not a Hall of Famer?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, and that, like I said, like 2,000 hits for a catcher, that's, that's a lot, man. 2,000 hits for a catcher. Like, even if you're not saying that, like, offensively he's incredibly good, he's been so consistent and he's been so solid in every single counting metric for his entire career, he's been incredible,
0: right? And even here, the defensive when the there's a D WAR statistic, he's led it six times. He's led it six times in six different seasons,
1: and and that's not just catchers. That's like that's everyone.
0: He's he's won WAR for two thousand in two thousand twelve. He had the highest uh, WAR. Mm-hmm. I mean, total WAR, right? So like, yeah. right, the top five fielding leader is a catcher in all these categories. Nationally top 10 batting leader, right? Because he, he batted 300 a couple of times, mm-hmm. right? So like in 2012, offensive war, sacrifice flies, doubles, batting average, adjusted OPS, at back to strikeout out ratio eight different times, right? Because he barely ever strikes out. Like, I just thought it was ludicrous that people were arguing with this guy. That's like, ah, I, don't, I don't think Yadis. Like, he's not Johnny Bench. He's not, uh, he's not uh, Yogi Berra. He's not, yeah. And they're bringing up things, and like, and the guy was like, but "Well, statistically, he's better than all those guys, mm-hmm. right?" Just like, oh, just because he doesn't hit, because he didn't have as many home runs. Oh, I'm oh, sorry, sorry yeah. that he's not that he's not a power hitter.
1: And and like that, that conversation kind of gets lost a little bit too. I do think that home runs are important for certain positions, just not for catcher. I absolutely don't think it's that important for catcher.
0: But I mean, I think feel. I, I mean. Like Ozzy Smith, for instance. Ozzy Smith is a Hall of Famer, right?
1: Yeah. Well, okay, okay. So here, here's here's a question. Then, what about Andrelton Simmons?
0: I'll. He's really weak hitting wise,
1: but as far as Detroit, he's one of the best. He's one of the greatest fielding shortstops ever. Yeah. Well, he's he's the guy that
0: that has the higher higher uh DRS than than Yanni Molina.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, like, that's that's kind of, those are the guys that I have a hard time with, because I think that under Alton Simmons is a Hall of Famer, but I understand why people would say, like, oh, well, he contributed nothing offensively. It's like, okay, well, he contributed everything defensively. And, again, longevity matters for, for somebody. Like, I, I think he's been incredible.
0: Right. But I mean, but his long I mean, it's not that long. No. Four-time Gold Glove award, but he has... Batting average is 265, home runs 70, runs batted in 437. Like, that's dramatically different than Yachty Molina. Yeah. 173 yeah. home runs, 2,100 hits. Yeah. 300 batting average. But, I mean, if you take a look at someone like Ozzy, I, I mean, I like Ozzy Smith from a uh, – from a uh, offensive perspective, like – is not like great. What two sixty-two batting average, twenty-four hundred hits, twenty-eight home runs because he didn't, but he also had five hundred and eighty stolen bases. Yeah, but I mean, fifteen-time All-Star, World Series champion, thirteen-time Gold Glove award. I mean, right? I mean, he's in the he's in the Hall of Fame.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He was mm-hmm. a ninety-one percent first ballot Hall of Famer in two thousand two.
1: Yeah, so, I, I mean, I think look that... but look
0: at his stats compared to Yadi Molina, like like. He wasn't a home run hitter. He only had seven hundred and ninety three mm-hmm. runs batted in. He didn't have the greatest batting average, but I mean, as far as shortstops are concerned, one of, if not the greatest fielding shortstop ever.
1: Yeah, and you have to consider that for, for the niche positions, like right. catcher, shortstop. I, I think that defense is almost more important than offense. There, there are like some generational players that end up being able to provide both, but um, I do think that you have to you have to be able to be uh reticent of the scarcity of the position and, and like how hard it is to be really really great at those positions and also how,
0: well, how much fielding matters as much as that position yeah first base fielding yeah. probably probably right yeah. field probably right and left and right field doesn't doesn't the it's more about above replacement i think mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. i think the the best defensive cat the best of de- like could put and Andrelton Simmons at shortstop and then put Tim Anderson at shortstop.
1: Right, right. right? Yeah.
0: Like, dude, like the difference between that could mean like four or five wins for your team. And you know how big four or five wins just by the fielding of your shortstop? Right? You have Yadi Molina and Andrelton Simmons. You could turn oh, your yeah. 500 team into a playoff team.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Compared to an average, compared to... No, that that's different. Yeah, yeah. If you if you're if you, if you're if you have a uh, you know, Trevor Story hitting 50 home runs at shortstop, like that may make up for Andrelton Simmons batting ninth and not doing much.
1: Here's here's what you do. You get Yadier Molina at catcher. You get Andrelton Simmons at shortstop, and then you get Nolan Arenado at third base. And like nobody can even hit the ball over the left side of the field.
0: Well, then everyone's just gonna just bat all their lefties.
1: That's true. Then then you get a really good group of lefties for pitchers and then you just win the world series every year
0: right so you'd use the shift right you make them no. you make them right but in, in those cases uh, all lefties you just sh- uh, sh- uh simmons plays second base and aeronauta plays first
1: there you go right perfect yep
0: then who do you I'm sure that'll work.
1: Do, why don't teams do that
0: who says they won't why,
1: why don't teams like take if there's a really strong, like, if they need to switch Nolan or from third to first, could they do that? Is that allowed? Why
0: wouldn't they? You could field anywhere the hell you want.
1: No, I'm, I'm asking. The, the, I, the, I, the, I,
0: the only two positions that are fixed are pitcher and catcher.
1: That's Based on the major league Orson. Rule
0: Book, I mean, the pitcher obviously has to pitch from the, the mound, the rubber. I mean, oh. like, he can't go anywhere. And the catcher, catcher must be positioned in foul territory. So technically, yeah. truthfully, technically the catcher could, could just catch from, you know, anywhere. I mean, could just stand behind first base in the foul in foul territory. But of course, then the pitch comes in, then you just don't swing at it. And <laughs> next thing you know, the ball, you know, that anyone on base, they're, they're, they're going anywhere they want, but yeah. I mean, technically you could do that. But I, I think it's, I think it's more about uh, maybe muscle memory, like the Fielding from third base and fielding from first base is it's mirrors, like the mirror effect yeah, yeah. of, like, you're not used to seeing the ball come off the bat the opposite way, yeah. right? I'm sure anyone could, anyone could play first base, right, as far as, like, receiving balls. Obviously, first basemen are more, you know, they train more on, you know, the getting down, getting their legs, you know, fielding the low balls, the high ball. Like, third basemen don't have to do any of that. That's going to be a defensive liability. You put Arenado at first. It's like, well, if it's ground ball, like if it's in the dirt, whatever, he's not you there. I mean, obviously the most major league baseball players could do a decent job at playing first base regardless. Yeah, I think it's more of that. Like if you put Simmons at second base, like he's he's seeing the ball differently than seeing the it come out from the other side of second base. Yet when they shift or anything, all Simmons will be is just playing behind the bag at second, right?
1: Yeah, but still, he's yeah. going to be
0: fielding. He's going to be fielding balls more in a motion where he's coming towards first base and then making a throw, as opposed to a second baseman who may have to who fields a lot of balls the opposite way. Yeah, right. I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying to come up with uh, some type of reason. Why wouldn't you put your best fielders in the spots where the ball is more likely to be hit, yeah. regardless of it. right? I agree with why that. would why if you have a, if you have a a gold glove caliber left fielder, like why for lefties why wouldn't you just put him in right field?
1: Right. No, I agree with that. I, right. And I the don't right fielder ends up
0: playing playing where the left fielder would normally play, center, straight out center, or something in case he did, hits the ball to the opposite side. Yeah.
1: Maybe, I, do I do that. Maybe that. they do do that. Maybe they
0: that, and we just don't notice. Do they? I don't know.
1: I don't think they do that. If if they did that, I think we'd hear about it.
0: Right. Because they. Everyone talks about the shift, but they don't talk about yeah. like just flipping people around.
1: Yeah, I I think that instead of uh, of left fielders and right fielders, there should just be strong side fielders and weak side fielders, and then you just play to the to the handiness. You just play to the platoon play. Right.
0: No, that makes sense. So it doesn't the, the, the actual side doesn't really even matter.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
0: the, sa- and the same so, thing for, and the same thing for fiel- and same thing for infielders.
1: Yeah. Right. Strong side
0: and weak side infielders. Cause like second base and shortstop, I mean, are technically the same position on just opposite the weak side, strong side.
1: Yeah. And and like the way that you would shift it is you would just like, you have your strong side, which is like, you basically have two second basemen, right? One on second base and then one leaning towards the strong side. And if strong side is the other side, they just what? And then now,
0: you know what they could do to change the rules so that it makes the shift harder? What can they do? Okay, they do this. They're never going to do this because this would be chaos. You make it okay that you could run the you could run the bags anyway. <laughs> you could yeah. run the bags anyway. So, like for instance, if you hit a ground ball, you could decide to run to third, and everyone goes counterclockwise
1: oh i love that
0: right you could choose to be safe at third third base but the thing is that you have to hit all the bases in order to, to be at home so if there's a yeah, man on fir- if there's if there's a man on first it's not if, if the batter hits the hits the ball ground ball or whatever and runs to third he could run to second but he can't run home because he can't score yet because he hasn't touched all three bases yet yeah but the batter runner at least has the option now of running to first, and if he runs to first, obviously the guy from first has to go to second, but he could choose to go, I'm going to run to third. I'm going to be safe at third base. So now, now what happens for the next batter is that you have a guy at third that still has to touch second and first, and a guy at first that still has to touch second and third, and then we just eliminate the, like, the, the crossing the streams rule, right? Like if one batter goes past the next batter, because now you can run opposite ways. So now you have a guy on first and third Right. The guy on third can't come home. The guy on third has to go to second. The guy on first has to go to second. Right. And now they both can, now they both if, if a ball gets hit, they could both you could get a double play at at second base automatically because the batter runner has to run to either third or first. Which forces the guy from third and first to run to second. So that means you're going to get a double play either way. And if both both of them are safe, both of them are at second base. You're allowed to have both runners at a base, but then then they have to run in opposite directions, right? So they're running to, and you have to keep track of all this.
1: Okay, so one. Daniel Hudson
0: even says, "What could possibly go wrong? Why can't this is
1: massively dangerous? (laughs) It's incredibly dangerous." Um. I, I I love the idea. Imagine of, imagine um, a
0: play at the plate between a batter that that got a triple to first and another batter that's now on third and they're both running home because they both touched the bags and it's a and it's a sack fly, right? It's a sack fly, one out, sack fly to deep, you know, right field and it's uh, you know, a cannon arm, right? You got Jose Bautista out there, whatever. Cannon cannon home and now you have two two batters, two runners. The catcher can get two outs on a sack fly, or they can score two runs at a time, or they could just be a really big collision at the plate.
1: Yeah, and then they die. <laughs> it
0: sounds more fun than current baseball. Okay, so anything sounds any have you? Look, watched I it?
1: think that uh, <laughs> uh it is. Uh, I I love the, the of a batter being able to choose which way they run. Uh I would avoid the chaos of what you just put into play and uh, just say It's that- not
0: chaos, because I'm I'm i putting i am putting a I'm putting a a stake in the sand. I'm putting a line down. He can't run to second at least. So you can't barrel over the pitcher and run directly from home to second. Obviously it's 120. You wouldn't want to do that. That's the long way to go, but you have to, you have to at least run, run the diamond. You can't just right.
1: That's the thing that removes the chaos, not the possibility of very large athletes running face first into each other at second and or home.
0: Uh, Or first,
1: right? A guy, a guy that's on second currently,
0: right? A guy that's on second currently who went to third first has to run to first base. But the batter, obviously, the batter strategically should be running to second. Because if he starts mm -hmm. running to first, then he's going to interfere with the guy running from second to first. So he should be going to third. So there's an extra amount of strategy. We're expecting him to run to third, but maybe they throw us off and he runs the first. But you have to get the force out. And you obviously have a rule or something that once you start running in one direction, you have to complete your run. You can't just look, I'm going to start, I'm going to fake the first and then go to third. Cause that, that we'll call, we'll call that the batter runner balk. And then he's automatically out. If he balks, Yeah, this is so much more entertaining than the current. This is good.
1: I like where we're going with this. Okay. So here's, here's my proposition just to avoid people running into each other and tearing every single ACL on a team. Uh, I think that the so at the beginning, if there's nobody on bases, the person who gets a hit gets to choose which way the bases run. So it's either clockwise or counterclockwise. Right. Once he's
0: on base, then it has to stay the that way.
1: Exactly. So then everybody has to follow him. So that's where the strategy part comes in, right? Is like. Now we're gonna take care of the shift. Like shift doesn't even you can't even do anything about shift anymore because if the dude decides to run to third instead, now the bases run clockwise. But then the next batter, you know where they have to go. So then the next batter, now you can play the shift if you need to. Now there's a person already on base, and you know which way the bases run.
0: Right, but you're but in that case, you're gonna always need at least one fielder on the opposite side of the shift.
1: Yes, you will. Yeah.
0: Right. Because if it's a right-handed batter and everyone's shifting towards left field, like then that batter should be running. Depend, depend. Really, the batter runner should be running. That first batter runner is based on the handedness of the next batter. There you go. Right. Because yep. it's like, well, if 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 a righty is up next after him, he sh- he should he should run to first to make sure that there's a first baseman there. Yep. Right. Yeah. Right. But if the batter is left-handed, he should be running the third. So the third baseman has to be there for pickoffs and you know for it to field anything. The left-handed yeah. batter, at least, le- make sure that there's a guy that's basically out of, you know, he's never gonna hit the ball unless he's really behind down the left field line as a lefty.
1: And when you add this with our rule of strong side and weak side players on the defense. Now you have the other piece of this where you have to consider both the handedness of the person behind you so that you can put the shift on the other side and you're forcing the strong side player over to the side with the shift so it's easier to steal bases for the person on base. Jordan, this is, this is a good idea. We need, we need to email somebody about this. <laughs> this is solid.
0: No, but I, I like it better if they could do it at any time. I agree and then to just run past and then you have to they, they would have to show on the screen kind of like this person has already conquered one base this one has conquered second and the arrows you have to you have to highlight the runners like the nhl did with the puck or something yeah right It'll make it more interesting
1: yeah it also yeah and, and then everybody would just be so injured the, the team no would it would the make
0: l- the value guys like andran simmons and yadi molina way more valuable
1: yeah, and it would also make people who have a team that survives the entire season much more valuable than other teams. Too.
0: Increase the roster size.
1: <laughs> just just imagine the Yankees with this rule, right, where they have these giant ass outfielders. You got Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge both sitting on first and third. They're going opposite directions. Those dudes can't dodge each other. Like that's just gonna be that's gonna be a train wreck at second base every time. You'd have to fill your team with a bunch of Jose l2 base, little dudes with a little bit of power, but not much, and enough like shiftiness to be able to dodge each other coming around second and coming back to home.
0: In addition to this, we, we keep it, we keep it this way, but we add for extra added excitement that uh the batters can also use their bats while running <laughs> but we'll 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 make we'll make it we'll make it clear that you're only allowed one bat on the bases at a
1: time Let's make it clear that you're only allowed to use the bat once when you're going around. So you don't know that the defense now has to not only consider strong side, weak side, they not only have to consider the shift they're going towards, but now they have to think about which one of them is going to get whacked in the knee by a bat. No, no, that, no, no, no,
0: that's not, no, I didn't, I didn't want injury. That's not what I meant by using the bat. I meant using the bat, like
1: in the sure middle at any point, if you they say can hit they, the ball
0: you, with the bat, on a either on a fielded ball on a thrown yes, at ball, at any point
1: you say they get to use the bat no. right but
0: they know they that's, can't hit someone else with it i, I get that's the point the we have to reduce the violence somehow we have to <laughs> but let's say for instance that a guy's on first base mm-hmm. leading off with the bat and the pitcher goes for a pickoff he could stick out the bat right and hit the ball with the bat and if he hits the ball with the bat the it's it's like the batter runner hit the ball with the bat so now the batter could run so that counts as a batted ball
1: does that count a home run off
0: a pickoff we could have a two two run home run off a pickoff
1: or it could be a fly ball
0: let's say it's an infield fly ball it's way up in the air but you have you got guy at second base that has a bat in his hand (laughs) of all the shortstops going up he's over there waiting He's waiting, he's waiting, he's waiting, because he's gonna hit he's gonna hit that ball off. he's four hundred yards. So it's yep. a double batted ball, but he's allowed to do it, and then he gets credited with the home run right there
1: you just say 400 yards Jordan.
0: or whatever whatever kind of distance <laughs>
1: 1200 he, he
0: could he could hit the ball foul he could say i'm going to hit the ball foul so that my batter could still get up again right like he has use of a bat in the field but he can but he can't hit the guy i don't know how yeah. that's going to work with a guy looking up trying to field the ball and another guy with a bat ready to hit it but he's going to have to be very careful because he hits the guy if he hits the fielder he's automatically out we have we have to have some type of some type of rational you know, we don't want people getting killed.
1: Okay, all right, with so- bats
0: and heads, right? This would be so much more entertaining The DFS. I would, I would watch this even without DFS.
1: This just sounds like rugby with extra steps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's wrong with this idea? How, 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 could it, how could this not end up being the most popular sport in the country?
1: There's at least five things wrong with this idea. Maybe six, maybe seven. The the most wrong thing with this is the use of bats in the outfield. That's we'll, that's make, we'll
0: make it so the guy that uses it still has to stay within the base paths.
1: How about okay? we make it so that guy... it
0: chaos? Like if the ball's a fly ball, it's a high, it's a lazy fly ball to center field, and all of a sudden the guy from first base is running out into center field trying to hit the ball again. Like we have to like into you have to be within the base pass
1: here, okay. It doesn't happen
0: all day. We don't have. We don't have. Ba- it's base. Imagine it being bases loaded. There are four people with bats on the field, right? Because they have the batter and the three, right? And the guy. And and what? what the, the And it's a light hit. It's Adrien Simmons is up at the plate and he doesn't hit the ball far. So he's really. He's looking for a bunt, but he doesn't want to bunt the ball down. He wants to bunt the ball high in the air. So his three base runners have the opportunity to hit him a home run because now you got. Now who are you going to cover, right? You're going to need people like cornerbacks and because people are going to have to cover. The fielders are not going to have to feel the ball. They're also going to have to cover. And we're going to allow this. Okay. To, 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 to make sure that at least the fielders have some type of competitive advantage. They're allowed to block. They're allowed to block the runners. Right. If, if the runners, atta- if the runner has, has shown that, they, that they're they not attempting not to advance to the next base, and they're looking to hit the ball again, that, that you could have the second baseman shortstop could, could block them from, from doing so. So you'll have, like, football-like plays where the infield, so if there's a fly ball in, like, in the, in the short infield, in the, in the short outfield, like, basically, you have, like, the second baseman has to block the runner from first base with the bat. Then the shortstop has to block, they have to block the runners so that the center fielder could catch the ball because they don't want... They don't want the guys to come out with the, to hit the ball again.
1: Are they allowed to tackle them?
0: No, no, you can't tackle. You can block, you know, just like, like screen, like in NBA. Sure. Yeah. You know, you can, you, you're like, you can stand there and go like, you know, create a screw Because you can do that because we have the rule that you can't, that the runners can't leave the base paths. So it's not like right. they have to run all over the place. All they, all they have to do is stand in the base paths As long as, but the, but the runners can seed, they could seed their, 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 uh, advantage of trying to go after the to hit the ball again if they drop their bat like so if they drop their bat in the base path in the base path that means now the fielder can't block it'll be obstruction because now they've made it clear that they're trying to attempt to go to the next bag but with the bat in their hand basically they're they're not they're not uh they're they're not entitled to the base path if you have the bat in your hand Mm -hmm. you can be blocked by a you can be obstructed by a fielder but you drop the bat right on your yeah. way from first to second like if you're stealing if you're stealing second base you don't steal it with the bat in your hand because then the, obviously the, the 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 shortstop or second baseman will block you from the bag because that would be legal
1: do you, you get have back the bat? The but bat. you drop
0: the bat and then steal second
1: base. do you get back the bat if you have a successful yeah receiver? yeah
0: you get back the bat
1: no i i think you should i think that if once you, you drop the to bat it,
0: you lose the bat
1: yeah yeah it's you, it, you don't yeah, think that would real. be a little
0: too complicated
1: no, no, no. For <laughs> this, no. <laughs>
0: now we're getting to the point of stupidity. Now now it's a little too complicated.
1: I was gonna say, uh, what if what if you get to choose when you get onto the base if you're gonna have a bat or if you're gonna have a glove? And if you have a glove, you can catch the pickoff and it counts as an automatic steal.
0: Yeah, but that doesn't promote any more like running and stuff happening.
1: I think that that uh, I, I think that it adds another layer of strategy though. That you, whether or not you're going to field the ball? Yeah, because then now, now you, you don't have the other part where somebody is standing in the base path. Like if somebody has a glove, they're free to steal. They're also free to catch, but they don't have the bat, so you can't block them. You can't obstruct them anymore. So now you have a difference of like, if you have, say, a guy who is, you have Andrel- Andrelton Simmons up the plate, right? Or you have like a weak righty, who is going to like ground out to first or something like that. The person on first base can choose to have a glove. And if he catches it, then it counts as a single instead of an out. And then they both advance their pass. I don't
0: like the automatic counting. I think it's more, I would more be be inclined to, if you're going to allow gloves with the the runners having gloves, that they (laughs) can catch the ball and then throw it anywhere they want.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But then you could just catch the ball and just run with the ball.
0: (laughs) Maybe, maybe we have a a rule, like a trap, like traveling in basketball. Right, you could only go three steps. You can you can't go more than ah. two and a half steps with the ball.
1: Okay, incorporate so
0: that in. Right, you can catch it but, and then
1: you can just throw it as far as you want in the air. Right, you
0: can throw it anywhere you want. Right, of course, anywhere. <laughs>
1: okay, all right, yeah, I'm fine. Right. But I'm no, no,
0: maybe you could only throw, it, but it has to land in fair territory. Because then, yeah, then people then people catch good. the ball and throw it into the stands, and that that wouldn't be exciting. We need people running around, you know, like a chicken without their head, you know, trying to field the ball. So, so basically, we could end up happening. What ends up happening is that that the on like on a on a on a pickoff attempt, the 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 runner catches the ball, throws it, and it ends up going fat. There actually is a foul ball call on a pickoff. Because <laughs> <laughs> that because th- those rules would apply also with the guys with the bat, also. So like if you so, have one guy with a glove and one guy with a bat, if he hits the ball, if the ball is put into play and then he hits
1: the ball and it goes yeah. foul, then
0: it's a foul ball.
1: And what all, what if somebody catches the it with a glove and throws it in the outfield and it's caught? Is that an out?
0: Maybe we should make. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's an out. out. That's an out. The batter is out. Right?
1: Yeah. Okay. 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 This is good. Yeah. Or what could happen? This what, could happen. Be, this what, be like what we, we could we do, do, James. At all.
0: James, strategically, if you, if, if, let's say you have a runner on base with a glove and runner on base with a bat, mm-hmm. shouldn't, shouldn't in, in a perfect, in a perfect strategy, wouldn't the, wouldn't the purpose be for the runner to catch the ball, even in mm-hmm. the field, the batted ball, and then be able to slowly pitch the ball to the, to his teammate with the bat and then hit a home run that way? Cause obviously the guy's not going to broke sliders or anything. He's going to obviously, yeah, there it is. Right. Yeah. He's on first. Okay. His teammates on, and third. on third. It's like, I'm going to catch the ball. I'm going to throw it over to you very softly. And you're going to, sw- obviously you're going to swing the bat. Hopefully that someone from the opposite team isn't trying to get the ball back at the time. Right. Cause then his head gets knocked off and then you try to hit the home run. And, and then if I, they hit the home run, that the batter gets credited with the home runs. So yeah, the official exactly. scoring is going to be a mess. So for yeah. DFS purposes, the more bats and gloves that are in the field, the better it is for your batter.
1: Yeah. This, this, and then you
0: get assists, right? So if, if you were the bat, if you were on third with the bat and hit and hit the ball out, it's credited as a home run. For the batter, for the batter, batter, and for the runner, it's like given it's an it's like a, a it's a a run hit in right an RHI or something like
1: that. No, no, no. I I think for DFS it's way funnier if the person that throws him the ball, if his own teammate throws him the ball, and it's a home run that it counts as negative points. For
0: right, DFS. it's a, it's an earned run against them.
1: <laughs> I think that's way funnier. That's way cooler for DFS.
0: Okay, uh, it seems like the the have, have we have we lost the entire chat at this point. <laughs> just title this how we fix baseball <laughs> right this is what we do on soon, Mondays yeah. by the way people are tuning in on Mondays going well, are we gonna play oh okay here here's the quick rundown on tonight's MLB slate on DraftKings everyone in Coors is underpriced by
1: absurd and, and Wade Miley is 4.4k
0: right and Wade Miley is 4,400 so there you know that there there's the chalk welcome to Chalk City right DraftKings forgot that Coors exists the Giants are underpriced. The Rockies are underpriced. And Wade Miley is going to pitch probably 85 to 90 pitches against the Pirates for 4,400. So like, well, welcome to, ch- I mean, obviously th- to me, that's a signal of, okay, these are the people I'm not playing on an 11 game slate. Uh, but uh, from a, from a, uh-huh. from a value perspective, those, those are the, if you tune in later to grinders live five o'clock crunch time, six 30, right. Free on the YouTube channel. hit that notification bell to know when we go live. Uh, that That's what they're going to say. It's going to be the cores and Wade Miley,
1: okay? Yeah, and so so uh, I'm stacking the Pirates. That's all. That's all. It is.
0: Against Wade Miley. Stack,
1: yeah, Wait, just next, stack stacking the Pirates.
0: Wade Miley never works. I've done that like know. for four I years. I
1: mean, in large field, like 4,400, if he's 40% out on 11 games late, like just stack the Pirates and the Rockies and then just go for it. Right. Talk. i'm
0: just saying in general wade miley always seems like the type of pitcher you should stack against and then just never gets he just never gets blown up
1: it's 50 percent ground ball rate right like well
0: he used to i mean i don't know what he is now
1: yeah that's true hold on let me let me run my uh my true average to see what he's at
0: for, you can't just do it for this year he's only had one start i know that so what are you gonna do you're gonna run what multiple years
1: well, I'm doing it for this year because I don't have the full year dad on it.
0: But you have one game. What the hell are you going to do with one game? I, I don't – no, no, no.
1: I, I don't even – he's not even in the sample. It's, it's just – He nah.
0: three innings pitched. That's all he
1: has. He, he doesn't even have enough to be in the sample. Right. So, I can't and, he
0: had five walks. So, I mean, that's not good.
1: The The pitcher right now with the highest true average for today is Madison Bumgarner. That
0: That, that sounds like you need to go back to the drawing board <laughs> if if that if you're oh the, the best pitcher on the slate is Madison Bumgarner. That I mean.
1: No, 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 no. the worst, the, wor- oh, the, the worst, the worst. Oh, I think it's No, oh, I
0: think the highest
1: true average, two seventy five. Madison oh, Bumgarner. Okay,
0: because this is a pitcher stack. Yeah. It sounds like highest means best, but no, this is the highest pitcher stack.
1: Yeah. So it's the the top three in highest true average are Madison Bumgarner at two seventy five, Chris Archer at two seventy three, and Brad Keller at two seventy two.
0: Okay. But basically, guys that give up a lot of hard contact,
1: uh, hard contact, and are just like really lucky in the babbit and left on base rates.
0: Right. And also don't strike out many people. Yeah. Right.
1: The best like compared is, to
0: like a Kikuchi or Severino, I mean Archer strikes out a bunch of people, but he also walks a for, ton. He also gives up a ton of hard contact.
1: Yeah. the The best right now is Freddie Peralta.
0: Right. Well, that makes sense. He's also the highest projected. Is he the highest in the bat? No, he's actually not the highest projected in the bat. Severino is. Severino. He's one. Of, he's one of the top
1: projected. The bat has always loved Severino.
0: Because well, he's a good pitcher.
1: He's a good pitcher. I agree. But like, it, it loved him even when people thought that he was trash. Like Cardi died on the hill of calling the top five pitcher in the league like two years ago or something like that
0: but how many earned runs would be given up if the runners on base had bats and balls? And
1: uh, I mean, Severino's a big boy, so he probably doesn't have much dexterity to stop these guys. Right.
0: Any other ways to fix baseball?
1: No, I think we nailed it. I think that, uh, I, I mean, of all of, the, of all the absolutely wacky ideas that we just came up with, the, the realistic one of being able to have strong side and weak side guys, I think that's a really cool idea uh but i mean but uh, put it in the
0: rules of how many how many you're allowed you mean
1: sure yeah yeah. i mean we're we're
0: just we're just talking about like instead of calling them uh, these are just labels but i mean rules wise you're like oh we're gonna call it strong side and weak side but you're only allowed to have six players on the on the strong side of the field
1: yeah and that's that's how you like you you do that and then uh, teams, I, I mean, I'm surprised if there's nothing that's in the rule books, I'm surprised that teams don't already designate outfielders to the strong and weak side based on the platoon of the hitter. I'm I'm genuinely surprised that doesn't happen. And if it does, somebody please correct me. I, I'm surprised that it does. because right, it would make sense
0: that it's like, if you have a, if, you have, if your best fielder is in left field, like, or your best fielder is in center field, it's like, like, just put whatever outfielder in the spot that the batter is going to hit the ball the most and your weakest outfielder in the spot no matter if it's left or right or center it doesn't even
1: matter. Yeah. Like if you have if if you know and, and like teams have this data, if there's a right-handed hitter up there and he has a pull rate of like 60% or something like that and you're not putting the best fielder that you have out there in in left field, I, why, why wouldn't you? I don't I, yeah, I
0: right, if the right fielder's a gold glove winner, like just put him in left.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for him. that at bat, and then just switch them back. Like, right. there's time between at bats. It's not like it would be like this drastically difficult thing to pull off of having two guys switch sides of the field. It's not that far. Right. So, I'm, I'm genuinely You have to assume they do that. But they don't.
0: Well, maybe they do, and we just don't know. Well, because it makes too much sense for, I mean, just intuitively. Or, or unless, are, are, Are there outfielders that are that bad that you need to do that? I would think on... No, no, no. James, I would think on sack flies, they have to definitely do that. Right?
1: You would think so.
0: Like on a sack fly, like if you you have a left-handed hitter and there's a guy on third with less than two outs, like you would want that, that not your best fielder in right field, you would want your best outfield arm in right field, right? Yeah. if they're going to pull the ball and hit a fly ball into right field, you're going to want to try to nail the guy at the plate on a sack fly. If if the right if the natural right fielder has a much weaker arm than your natural left fielder, why wouldn't you switch them?
1: I I can't are, are we, find. We, we
0: just solve it. We just create the holy grail. Why aren't teams doing this? There has to be no. James, I, I'm thinking like my, this is the way that, that my brain works yeah. is that I automatically assume that, that this is major league based. Maybe I'm assuming wrong that uh, this seems too obvious that they, that there has to be a reason why they don't, has to be a good reason why they don't do it. But I've also, I've also watched NFL football and wondered why they run the ball 48 times and, and punt on fourth and one on the 36. So like. Maybe the people in charge of these teams are, are actually much, much stupider than I give them credit. for.
1: I remember last week when I was talking about my theory on what's happening with the balls. And I said that what I think is happening is that the base is that the MLB is too inept and too stupid to actually orchestrate them having different balls for different games. And you said, that's what makes it more believable. Right. I, I don't... I, the, there was a while there like th- this happened uh probably late last year so I, I do models for every sport right and i always talk about how stupid i think nfl coaches are. like i i just think that they do things that are just so dumb so often and like i can't watch nfl because of that i because when i watch games i'm like why are you doing this this is just brain dead i always talk down on nfl coaches But for some reason, I had this bias in my head of like, oh, for League of Legends, like the coaches and the players know what they're doing when it comes to draft. And and like I gave them all the leeway in the world. And I was like, well, there has to be a reason they're doing this. There has to be a reason they're doing this. And then finally, somebody in my community was like, yo, you say that NFL coaches are wrong all the time about the decisions that they make. So why don't you do the same thing for League of Legends coaches? And it just like slapped me in the face that nobody knows what they're doing in terms of like making optimal decisions. Like it does not matter what sport. Or just I think that that, was,
0: that 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 at every sport they're behind. Like whatever behind, was common yeah. knowledge 10 years ago or something, they're still relying on that and they haven't adapted
1: right yet. Because people in
0: the chat are like, like is it legal? It's like there's like you could you could position the players anywhere you want other than other than catcher and pitcher. That's there's there's no there's there's no designations in the rule book yeah. of what the play what the, the positions are. Yeah, you don't have so, to have a shortstop. What is a shortstop? It's a player that is in between third and second ba- base. That, but they could, they could shortstop could the the guy that is marked shortstop, they could mm-hmm. they could play anywhere they want. I mean, like th- these are just arbitrary designations. The only two positions are pitcher and catcher that have to be in a in a, in a certain spot. And and like I said, with the catcher, just that's in foul territory. He technically doesn't have to be have to be behind. Uh, Behind the mound, and I and I said I I say this obviously uh, I've not umpired in probably what seventeen years or something like that, but as of the Major League Baseball rule book seventeen years ago, unless well, something has I don't know why they would
1: let's, yeah let's there. let's not give much credit to the MLB of changing rules and no in no life. no
0: some, no so every year they come out with uh, uh, umpire interpretations. And stuff like that. Okay. Uh, and they and they do change wordings. for they tra- they'll change change a may to a shall. Like it's very legally like the rule book. You have to interpret it very like in legalese ways. Sure. Uh, but that's what like as of like when I was like 25, 26 years old. But I mean, but I umpired for for what eight eight years, nine years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to use the appeal to authority argument, but like if it, I, I know the Major League Baseball rule book probably better than almost um, uh, probably almost as as well as major league baseball umpires sure and they know it yeah. extremely well
1: yeah i just i i i can't give benefit of the doubt to mlb coaches or 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 right, the like league it's it. like
0: it's tony la Russa thinking about that
1: no there's no way right there's no way there's dave roberts thinking about this no no absolutely not uh, although joe I madden's think-
0: probably thinking about it and then doing the wrong
1: thing <laughs> i was gonna say joe madden or dave roberts like they are the guys who i would think would maybe be weirdo enough to go ahead and just like give it a shot but they, no they stumble up they what they do they they'd
0: end up stumbling upon it after doing four other things wrong
1: yeah and, and then they would say that's what they were trying to get to all along and it would uh, work out for them because their team are so good Anyway, people
0: in the good. chat are, uh, someone even pointed out that even the pitcher could go play shortstop for a batter, right? But it has to be for a batter. And, yeah. they, and yes, they can come back. They can't, like, people look up the rules. It's that, that they're there for a reason. So, for instance, like Albert Pujols yesterday pitched, right? Yeah. For the Cardinals. Like, uh, like, you could have your pitcher, like, play first base for a batter and have your first baseman pitch to that batter. But the key point that I said is to the batter. You can't Mm -hmm. come in for one pitch. Once they pitch one pitch to a batter, the the pitcher that that pitcher must complete for the batter or be replaced, right? Mm -hmm. And you're not going to replace your first baseman with a relief pitcher and now have a pitcher playing first base also, right? Right. So you're not going. So you're able to get the guy. You know, if he injures himself, oh, I lay in my arm. I have to come out of the game. Most likely, what you're gonna do is you, you're gonna you're gonna do a double switch. You're gonna switch yeah. out the, the the first baseman, who's then gonna come into pitch. You know, obviously, you never see stuff like that because pitcher is a specialized position that other other fielders don't train in. So they don't, unless Brett Phillips comes in for the last inning and gives up 17 home runs. Yeah. You know that you know that type of stuff doesn't happen. But yeah. Oh, yeah, so people are going with the rules. That's why, that's why I would, why do you think I said? Like, I know it's not, the rules don't prevent them from doing that. I just figure there got to be people that are smart enough. Like, why, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you, if you have a cannon gold glove fielding right fielder, like why isn't he in left field in situations where you may have to throw to the plate for a right. right-handed batter?
1: Right. That doesn't make any sense to me. I, I don't know why they wouldn't do that. I
0: really don't. And Eric points out the three batter rule. Yeah. Well, the three batter rule, that's newer. Yeah. I don't know how the three batter rule affects that. Now, like, like I was saying, I'm mentioning, I'm mentioning a rule that, you know, from 2007, because obviously for, for to speed up the game, they've introduced these pitcher must pitch the three batters and all that. And, but if he gets injured, then you could do this or something, you know, like, like all that type of stuff came in afterwards. So I don't know how that relates to it, but it doesn't prevent, fielders from moving around anywhere they want there's in the rule book there's no such thing as a second baseman. there's just a fielder right so it's just these are arbitrary labels that have just been around for 130 140 years
1: and the pitchers for the night are bad uh yeah i i i don't think that teams are doing it because i i think they're not very smart but um you know, but then I, in DFS,
0: I, 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 the, the good thing about the strong side, weak side thing, if we change the names of the positions, then we won't have to necessarily – then we could start stacking teams without caring about their – there would be catchers, there would be pitchers, there would be infielders, and there would be outfielders. Yeah, then, we can, I, then we don't have to worry about playing, you know, oh, there's no shortstops on the slate. It's like, well, there's no shortstops anymore anyway. Yeah. So we, do, yeah. we play eight batters. We have to play four infielders and four outfielders.
1: Right. Just, just please, like, if DraftKings or FanDuel are listening to this, Yahoo, you can do whatever you want. I don't like your site anyway. But, like, if DraftKings or FanDuel end up implementing something like that, please just make it infield and outfield and not multi positional eligibility for everyone. Well, right. Yeah.
0: Well, someone is outfield and infield, right? It's I don't like, want to have to deal
1: with somebody who has second base, third base, outfield, shortstop eligibility. That sounds like. Right. Well, L- well, if you
0: do outfield, infield, then you just make it so they're only infielders, only outfielders, and that's it.
1: That's fine. Do you just it. Need
0: four or infielders order. and four outfielders. And that sounds great.
1: Somebody, somebody with a site, somebody go do that. I'm right. fine with that.
0: And then you don't have to worry about positional anything. Then you just, yeah. you know, if a team has two first basemen, you're like, I, it's hard to stack this team. They're back in order. It's like, who cares? You could, you could rust the two first basemen. Who
1: cares? That those, right. those
0: positions don't matter anymore.
1: Or like teams that literally don't have a shortstop available on slate. Right. Which is annoying but like then because right now with dfs if you have a team that literally does not have a shortstop available for the slate like i think uh two days ago i tried to stack i don't know maybe it was the angels who didn't have a shortstop available in dfs like in on DraftKings. so you have to pair them with or you have to one off the shortstop but if you're going to try to stack two teams you have to pair them with a shortstop team and then like you don't want to do it with a team that has a terrible shortstop then that doesn't have any offensive capabilities like an Andre and simmons or something like that then you have to focus on pairing them with a team that has a shortstop that can do something and then it just limits a lot of what you can do but um you know th- this isn't a, a this isn't a show about dfs it's a show about us fixing baseball so.
0: <laughs> well we want to fix mlb dfs also we want to fix mlb and mlb dfs and 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 Then maybe I'll possibly watch more than three games in an entire season, yeah. In total, bits and pieces, not even the full game, just between the clips on Twitter, I may, I may end up watching a great total of three
1: games, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I'll I might watch uh playoffs, but because of blackout restrictions and everything like that, like, it's not like I could watch them if I wanted to anyway. So,
0: uh, so James Paydirt underscore DFS on Twitter, paydirtdfs.com. Uh, if you want DFS strategy advice, the best place to get it is the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports. It's a 15-hour audio DFS masterclass with, with me and James. We talk you through everything, right? Normally, the show, we talk about DFS strategy, but Mondays could be about who knows what, right? It was entertaining, at least, right? Fixing baseball, yeah. Right. But if you want a nice 15 hours, it's like going to a little seminar, right? Like a two-day seminar on you know, how all the game theory in DFS works, whether you play MLB, NFL, NBA, doesn't matter the sport. So go check that out. TheoryofDFS.com. As always, you could uh, sign up for Roto-Grinders Premium. Click on that link in the description, get $10 off your first month. Uh, Our our next uh, group coaching call for the the Blenders Game Theory channel for premium members is uh, Thursday night. Again, 8 o'clock Eastern. So if you join, you'll see a link in there. You could get uh, private coaching from me, uh, in, a, in a group, little group setting. We always we always have interesting conversations. People share their screens, go through you know they go through models, they go through uh, simulation processes, they go through lineup building, everything. So there's a lot to learn, even if you're not even if you're not there to ask questions or you know get private coaching, you you, you could watch. And watch and learn. So, uh, so check that out. We got live locks on the Scores and Odds channel two o'clock Eastern with Grant Grinders live five o'clock for the big uh, eleven game. Coors is too underpriced, and Wade Miley is going to be chalk slate tonight. Crunch time right after that is free, presented by FanDuel. Uh, so, uh, so subscribe, click that notification bell to know when those shows go live, and uh, and I'll be talking to you tomorrow. Going through, going through. Some DFS strategy, answering your questions as I normally do on the DFS free game show on rotogrinders.com.